The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Hello! I've been waiting for you. You're scared of stew? Cackling Agatha! Agatha, if you're nasty. I know, men are disgusting. They are. So you would describe Ildov as something he wants to nail things with. That was rude to the apple. A lot of people have been trying to kill us as part of job interviews lately. I think we can all agree here that the real enemy is toxic demon masculinity. Sisters before misters and all. <laughs> A price so small. I don't even know how well I can, you know, how well I can uh, finger with just just four fingers. Mm. Almost no doubt. What? Almost no doubt, because we're walking into Yes, almost no doubt. Don't speak. The Fey Realm. What? The Fey Realm. What? The Fey Realm. <laughs> Did you read the ad in Bastard Sword magazine, or...? We just wanted to give y'all a heads up that this will be the last episode for 2018. With several holidays fast approaching, we are taking what we consider to be a well-deserved break. We do hope you'll join us when we're back in 2019. We've got some real cool stuff that we cannot wait to share with you. For the moment, let's just say that we appreciate you coming along on this journey with us. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Thank yeah. you. Welcome back to Improvised Weapons. <laughs> oh, do you want to do it? Time. No. <laughs> what happened to... last time was Cackling Agatha made a, a deals with everybody, but everybody said no for now, and <laughs> Ildov... Uh, Story came laid. Sam, you do it. <laughs> we all enjoy Mori Povich. Welcome to Improvised Weapons, everybody. Last time on the show, uh, the party found out exactly what they had walked through that portal into. Uh, it was Cackling Agatha's hut, uh, which they later determined was actually in the realm of the Fae on a different plane of existence. Uh, hut slash cottage slash shack. Uh, slash hovel. Uh, all of these are appropriate uh, determinations for her place of living. Uh, but nonetheless, it was the eponymous cackling Agatha uh, who let them know exactly what she was about, or at least what she wants them to know that she's about. Uh, she and uh, Ildov's patron Shyok have beef. She really wants to squash Shyok down, so she offered the party a deal. She offered Ildov her patronage in exchange for Shyok's. Uh, Ildov did not agree to this right away, even though Cackling Agatha assured Ildov that she has been through what she's been through and that Shyok does not really love her, but left it up to Ildov to determine that for herself, giving the party a, uh, a way to summon another portal so that they may come back to her should they want to visit again. Uh, she also made offers to Cassian, Yarfik, and Eowyn of very powerful magic items, each of which carries a very high price. For Cassian, an amazing legendary instrument of the bards, the price being only the ring finger from his left hand. For Yarfik, a very impressive uh, magical warhammer, the price being his tattoo. And for Eowyn, an amazingly really cool wizard ring, the price for which is a child of no more than one year in age. 
no one accepted the deals as of now, uh, however tantalizing they may have been. But we shall see how that continues going forward as they are open offers. Uh, once they returned to the material plane, they decided to rest, set up camp, and fill Eowyn in on much of what she has missed so far. Uh, Eowyn finally discovering Ildov's true heritage, so to speak, uh, that she is not, in fact, a sorceress or wizardess. She is, in fact, a warlock. And a half elf. And and a half elf. Yes. <laughs> uh, the when party going then. To tell me? <laughs> the I party tried. that all drifted off to sleep, uh, in various uh, measures of restlessness based on all the things they had weighing on their minds. Uh, and that is where we pick up. Uh, it is now the next morning. You've made it through the evening unscathed. <laughs> And you are cleaning up camp. Basically, that's exactly what I said, Sam. So I feel like we just did an equal. <laughs> <laughs> so we're taking those deals, right? No, uh, no, no, I can't. Good. Uh, I wanted to cool. test you to make sure you weren't going to do it. <laughs> was that a long rest then? That was we a long rest. Uh, so you are all healed. You got your spell slots back. Oren and Trace are... Uh, minus one level of exhaustion, so their speed is no longer zero, but they still have disadvantage on ability checks, uh, their speed is halved, they have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws, and their hit point maximum is halved, so they're still effectively sidelined for combat. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, in a pinch. Let's get yeah. going. Yes, let's get back on the road to Bustavir. Yeah, I think we strike camp and, uh, and set out. Okay. Uh, anyone so, would like to ride in the back with Oren and uh, Trace? Or? I, I still have some books to to leaf through. I'd, I'd like to read your Owlbear book, if you may. Oh, please, please read it. That's, Yay! Yes, I'll read it later. So you all uh, strike your camp, you saddle up and get back on the road, and uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little bit of fast travel. Ooh! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never gone this fast before. So uh, as you return to the road, <laughs> yes, it's it's very hyperspace. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you 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 spaceball style go to plaid. Yeah. <laughs> um, we passed them. The, yeah, you go to ludicrous speed. Yeah. Uh, you um, return to the road, and it remains uh, eerily quiet uh, as it did when you pass through in the evening. Well, no you pass several more ruined villages uh, at at sort of varying intervals. Uh, all of them are in the same condition. The building are raised and the corpses are burned. Are there any barns that need to fall down? Uh, there are not. Okay. These are these are more completely destroyed than the original hamlet that so you visited. Somebody already hand destroyed each of these barns. <laughs> Artisanally pillaged them. <laughs> I feel like it was done by the work of an amateur. There could have been better ways to do it. It just... I mean, not that I knocked the barn down at all. No. Right. Of course. Do you want to like stop and bury the body similarly to as you did before? I would like to, but if people are saying no, then we we have to get on the way down. This there. is the fourth village we've stopped at, <laughs> Yafik, and we really can't keep. It, it, we, we've got no time to spare. Would you rather I bring the bodies with us and I bury no, them all no. at once? But I'd rather we not waste our time and create more dead bodies with the time we use to bury these ones. Can I at least cut them down? I mean, devil's advocate here, we could do it in like 10 seconds with Ildov's move Earth, right? Let's see how fast we can bury a body. Oh, how fast <laughs> can we bury a body? <laughs> I like this game. Welcome back to Bostafir's favorite TV show. How fast can, can we, we bury a body? body? <laughs> Um, that's actually the only sport that exists on this continent. <laughs> uh, no 
no, that's going to kill a it. Disc. Oh, yes, yes, Tesmer's floating disc. There's ultimate Tesmer's floating disc. Oh, yes, yes, ultimate Tesmer's floating disc is the other one. <laughs> that's really more of a club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's the battle of the bands. Yeah. It's, not, it's like a literal <laughs> battle. <Yeah. It's> just, <laughs> <laughs> they have axes, actual axes. It, uh, it takes about three days of travel for you to reach the turnoff to Bastafir. <laughs> As you go, the sky wait, 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 grows so, progressively. What was that? So that's three days. Does that mean Trace and Orin have slept now for three more days? So they're yes. up at like one point of exhaustion? Uh, yes, that is what okay. that means. Good them. Um, so the sky grows progressively darker the closer you get to uh, to Bastafir. Um, in that three days, is there anything you all want to work on or accomplish? I'd like to read some of the Albert book. Okay. Just trying uh, to center my chakras. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I want to memorize contact other plane or because I won't be able to actually cast a fifth level spell for another few levels. So I'm I mean, you could just try and cast it. Yeah, I know. If you I want to talk to Kecklin Agatha. Exactly. Well, you don't get to decide who you right. contact. Which entity? <laughs> operator. Operator. Yeah. Put me in touch with yeah. the uh, shadow plane. Shadow plane. Hey, I need, um, I need it Thor takes us here. Three days. Three days. Yes. Cassian is kind of. Just like practicing and seeing if he can play his instrument with without his voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Eowyn, don't forget, you do. I, I I didn't make an item card for you. I apologize, but you do have the Tome of Clear Thought, mm. which Fred I think has the item card for. Oh, right. So um, I'll read that and get more smarter. Well, actually, I can just pull it up <laughs> get in here. More smarter. But the uh, that requires like a certain amount of reading over a certain amount of time. Here, oh yeah, sorry, I don't have it in there. front of me. That's fine. I just gave it to him. Um, I would have also sent sendings to my mother. Okay. And told her both about because I've already probably told her about me being a destined thing, but also that I was offered the dwarven thrower because I didn't know enough about it, like what she knew mm-hmm. and whether I whether the deal was too much. Okay. Gorgeous. So I need to spend forty-eight days. 48 hours. 48 days. <laughs> Over a period of six or fewer That's going to take 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine uh, if he was feeble-minded. Oh, gosh. Studying the book's contents and practicing its guidelines, your intelligence score increases by two, as does your maximum for that score. So, uh... Over three days, I wouldn't have read it 48 hours, but I probably have been working on it. I mean, you could probably do a solid 12 hours a day. Yeah, let's do it. If, especially if you're in the back of the wagon. Yeah. I'm also going... I'm also doing my speed reading and going, ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're growing so fast. Yeah. Uh, fast okay, so I, I do the Tome of the Clear Thought and increase my intelligence score by two. As well, mind. so over the three days, you've logged 36 hours. Mm. So you still have another 12 hours to go. Fuck! <laughs> what was that? And you, just, you, you, have, you have three days to log that next 12 hours. Okay. Otherwise, you have to start over. Was that, okay. was that a magic word I heard you yell back there? No. Uh... Um, at some point during these three days, can I acquire an unclean bone? Yes, um, that's actually something something that I was about to bring up as well. You guys are now running dangerously low on supplies, and you oh. have two extra mouths to feed. Yeah, let's see if there's. A- so, how do you want to rectify? Well, there's a gas station over there. Let's, see <laughs> let's just some what chips. What level oh. is this? Hold on. Because I can create food and water. Yeah, speaking yeah. of unclean it's bones, you guys are low on food. It's a <laughs> Sam, <laughs> I swear to God, I saw food earlier. So I can guys, we passed a bonies like four miles. <laughs> <laughs> bonies bones? bones? I'm more bones. of a. Mc- <laughs> oh, God, I'm more of a McFemur. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, create food well, water. I can create 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water, enough for 15 humanoids, five steeds, or, uh, for the for 24 hours. Okay. I was trying to come up with another name for a bone a restaurant, and I was like, oh, like Burger King. Boner King. No. <laughs> Boner King. Boner King. Boner King. In this Boner universe, Boner is not a word for an erection. So, no. no. So they, they just haven't. They just it's actually so. it's actually a, a like a racist slang term for skeletons. Mm. Oh. <laughs> You're the Boner King. But there is a restaurant called Boner King, so we, <laughs> oh, okay. we did stop one a few miles back. Yeah, the uh, necromancers the are like the really turnpike. protesting it, yeah. but they haven't gotten any traction so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I, I can create um, food and water every day. Okay, so you uh, you cast create food and water. You only need to create food. You guys have the ca- the decanter of endless water. Mm-hmm. So you uh, you you make a, a pretty nice spread in the morning every day. And Ildov, you're able to grab a, a bone. At one point, okay. he makes a rock Cornish hen. Oh. Uh, well, it's only good for 24 hours, so it disappears after that, I believe, if we don't eat it. Yeah, so she eats it, and then she just needs to use it that night. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. I just need it for a night. Right. <laughs> you need a dirty bone for a night? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. Uh, so we'll, we'll, uh, do you want to do this like the first day, the second day? How long is it? I'll do it the second day. Okay, so at the end of the second day of travel, you guys have, have set up camp. Uh, Ildov, you have secreted away an unclean bone and... Uh, Placed it under your pillow, I'm assuming. Indeed. And as you, uh, you lay down and <laughs> go to sleep. Uh, Did anyone you... notice with, his, with her passive perception that's so high, the secretion of the bone? That's actually a good question. Awen, yeah. how closely are you watching Ildov in these moments? I've been suspicious of her, and my passive wisdom perception, my passive perception is 20. So, uh, <laughs> Ildov, roll sleight of hand. 18. You definitely saw her specifically put something under her pillow. And you've never seen her do this before. <laughs> so, Ildov, you drift off to sleep. Yeah. And uh, as it's happened so many times before. Because I'm fully rested, mm-hmm. I'm like watching Ildov like this as she's sleeping. Her eyes are like moving back and forth under her eyelids. I'm, I'm on watch. I'm like, Aaron, why are you standing over I Ildov? Don't trust this one. Just let her sleep. <laughs> she's just sleeping. Here, read the Albert book. Oh! <laughs> so, Ildov, you uh, find yourself in a very familiar library. Mm-hmm. Candelabra in front of you. Ooh. The lights on it all snuff out. And then mm-hmm. that long, spindly black finger sort of pokes a hole in the fabric of the air in front of you. <laughs> Tears a, uh, a jagged line. Other fingers reach through and just sort of stretch it apart. And then inside, you see... Once again, uh, similar to, to when you were under the effect of Blackwing's mushrooms, you see with that level of detail, this beautiful creature in front of you, complete with like those bright yellow cat's eyes and the, the jagged tooth smile, but otherwise this beautiful form. Hello, little sparrow. You have something to discuss. Uh, yes. I met cackling Agatha. That is, um... Unfortunate. I do hope you're okay. Unscathed so far? Oh, that is good. I do not know that I could bear to hear of you being injured, especially by the likes of her. Yeah, she mentioned you had a falling out. I'm sure she attempted (laughs) to fill your head with her devious lies. Well, she did say some, some things that were troubling. Well, allow me to lay your mind to rest. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, she just, uh, well, she said I'm not the only one. Oh, girl. <laughs> uh, 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 
Well, I, um, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Well, she said that she used to be like me. Ah, I understand now. Ildov, have you never loved another in your life? Not really. How sad for you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I would be lying to say I have never loved another, but I have only ever loved one at a time. I assure you, there is no other right now. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I've heard this before. You're the only one, baby, I swear. <laughs> yeah, right now, it's just you and me. Right now. Yeah, physically here in this place, it's just you and it's me. It's just you and me. Uh, hmm. All right, well, that seems good enough. <laughs> Gosh, uh, darn it. <laughs> Hmm. Was that all? Well, what happened with her? Well, I offered her love in the same way that I did you, but for her it just wasn't enough. She wanted more than I was able to give. Unfortunately, she blamed me for that. She felt that our relationship was too much of a draw on her. And what happens if you... If you get what you want. Well, then I can join you. But what happens to me? You'll be there with me every step of the way. Two souls entwined as one. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Ildorf, little sparrow, you don't sound convinced. It's just a lot to think about. Ildorf, I love you. I give you gifts. I share my power. What more could I do? You're right. I'm being so silly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Silly little sparrow. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Of course. Do not hesitate to speak with me again should you need. And the hole closes. The library fades from your vision. You go to your normal sleep. And then you wake in the morning of the third day of your travel and uh you can tell or not tell them it's up to you oh i'm not telling anyone that's what i thought (laughs) i do believe i believe shyak right i i can't tell you what you believe should i roll you're the dm you you don't have to roll i think this is purely a role-playing one okay you know whether or not ildov believes yeah all right yeah and how she interprets (laughs) that uh whole change yeah <laughs> yeah he didn't exactly like lay out a 48 part plan or anything no. right and i mean what about galric yeah you got a lot of irons in the fire around this <laughs> continent. look i am just trying to get some so uh cassian has been uh practicing playing his uh instrument with only uh without his ring finger on his left hand eowyn has been what was that oh sorry sorry i thought you were done no (laughs) there was one other thing that i did want to do also sure go ahead um at at some point on each day of travel i think cassian is going to cast conjure animals and call up a bunch of fae spirits in the form of ravens Um, eight of them, Mm -hmm. and send them out to scout the surrounding countryside. I figure when they come back, they can, uh, Ildov can talk to them telepathically and they can report what they've seen. Okay. 
I just want to get like a better sense of like where you know what's going on around us. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Find any Bona Kings? Really. <laughs> yeah. um, I hear they're having a deal this week. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, Cassian does all of that. Eowyn uh, spends a lot of time in the Tome of Clear Thought, uh, racking up thirty-six hours. Uh, Ildov obviously has the dream that we just spoke of. Uh, Yarfik, you said you you sent so you sent first you sent a message to your mother, uh, letting her know that you were you were prophesied. Mm-hmm. To that message, you get no response. I figured. What exactly do you say in your second message? Remember, you have 25 words. Right. Uh, I say to her, um, I've been given the opportunity to have something that the dwarves value greatly, but it will cost me dearly. Should I accept it? Is that over? Yeah, you you just made it. You wait a little bit. You're confident that you're going to get a response on this one, so you sort of remain in this like kneeling position that you always get into when you're when you're doing well, this every time spell. of day. I'm just always kneeling. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, just as you think you're 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 about to give up, essentially, you get a very short response, and you hear in your mother's voice, "No, don't." And that's it. That tells me everything I need to know. Mm. On the third day of your travel, uh, you reach the turnoff to Bastafir. You arrive in the midst of a cold rain. The road shows signs of large group movement. Uh, There are big, deep footprints reminiscent of those left by the trolls. But that's not all. You can see traveling from north to south, there are deep ruts in the road. Uh, It looks like several wagons came through, along with a number of people, as evidenced by the many smaller footprints. And these wagon ruts and the smaller footprints are all traveling in the direction of Bastafier, while the larger troll-sized footprints are traveling away from Bastafier. Cassian, your ravens, uh, once they return, to report, Ildov, you speak with them, and um, they didn't find much. Uh, you find word of a couple more ruined villages to the north, but beyond that, farther into the Great Forest, uh, they found villages that are not ruined. Um, okay. Uh, up closer to the logging efforts up there. And to the south, more eerie quiet. So wait, did they see an army at all on their way up north? They did not. So there's a bunch of ruined villages, but there's no sign of the, the people that did it between the villages and, and the undamaged ones? Correct. It's troubling. And we're, what, a day away from Bastafir now? Uh, give or take, yeah. Hmm. Are they spreading out? They're no longer here? Well, they, the ravens wouldn't have been able to get all the way to Bastafir and back. I mean, they're, they only can, they, like, the spell only lasts an hour, right, so, like, right. it's not a long-range scouting. Right. All right think we just keep going yeah i think we gotta at least at least see if nothing else is what's going on in boston here should give us some idea of how to proceed mm-hmm. okay so should we try to heal the uh our uh passengers first they need to sleep they're healed they just need to rest they just need to rest yeah okay. mm-hmm. otherwise i can cast greater restoration but i don't have that then you um, can't <laughs> so, <laughs> uh before when we're about four hours outside boston mm-hmm. let me know okay uh, so turning and continuing south on the road towards Bastafier, it's a bit of a slog. Uh, the ruts, the footprints, the rain, it all makes it very slow going. The wagon wheels get caked with mud and you have to stop every so often and sort of like 
scrape it off so that they can roll well. Um, you have to like scrape it off the axles even so they start to sort of gum up those works. The horses even have a rough time moving through because the, the ground is just sort of like this sucking muck. So there's the, the actually wait to like pull their hooves out. Yep. Can't Ildov fix that with mold earth? Oh yeah. Can you firm five it up? Five feet at a time. I can change. Five feet at a time. Yeah, five yeah. feet at a time. But I can change. But times. Yes. But it still takes a second to cast it, so it would be like. Yeah, it's still. I mean, it, it, it that is still something that that even though it's a cantrip and you can do it endlessly, it's still like once every six seconds you can yeah. do it again. So it's still you can be out in front, sort of being like the icebreaker. Yeah. And doing that. Sure. Um, I mean, it does sound pretty monotonous, but maybe it's super fun. You don't know. Well, I, do, I guess I don't. It doesn't require concentration. No nope. concentration, so I can you know do that and ruminate. So you continue to travel in this way, Ildov stroking her beard, <laughs> and uh, uh, gruff. you're now you're now about four hours outside the city, Arthur. Okay, uh, so uh, I'm gonna turn to everyone and say, Are we expecting a fight when we get to the, this place? Are we really ready to go into this yet, or do we want to take a time to kind of scout out our area? Are we going right? In? I think we should try for stealth first. Okay. Okay, I was gonna say if we're going in a, for a fight. I'm gonna dress as Gwen. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Uh, the other reason I'm asking is that all of you come to me before we get in the fight. Um, I want to make sure we're all buffed and ready to go. Cool. Nice. Nice. How are um, the other two looking? How are the other two looking? Sorry, what? How are Trace and Orin? <laughs> Trace and Orin at this point are are doing much better. I mean, they're they're still they still have one level of exhaustion. So they they should still kind of be relegated to resting, um, but they are they're looking much better. They're they've got like more color in their skin at this point. They've you know they've eaten, they've drank, they've rested. Cool, great. Well, let's so just... did yeah. remind me, did Trace and Orin know of any like secret ways into the city? The sewer, I believe, is what we know. Uh, they weren't sure of anything. The yeah. uh, the conclusion they kind of came to was that the city guard wasn't aware of any other passageways in, but the criminal organization's main thing was smuggling, so there has to be some way in. Who was our contact, the the other person we were helping when we were in oh, the city? Who the heck was that? Right. What's her name? The half-orc woman? Yeah, the half-orc woman. Utesh. Maybe Utesh, Utesh knows. Either way, we'd have Maybe. to get there. Well, I haven't contacted you. I haven't sent a sending to her. Oh, right. You can do that. Yeah. Why don't you see if she's yeah, see if she's still alive in, in the city? Uh, I send a sending to Utesh, uh, letting, saying, we found what we were looking for. We're on our way back to Bostafir to help. How can we get in? You wait a moment, and you hear, who? What? <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> Don't come to the city. Come to the outskirts. Well, I let them know this. Okay. Well, let's get you specified. Then. Sure. Just the whole outskirts, yeah, or any particular the whole spot outskirts. within them. Outskirts, and we can ask around <laughs> for Utesh, and I'm sure we'll find her. So you you all remember that the city itself is you know it's a large circle in the center of a big sort of open field. Essentially, the tree line is about a mile away from the city itself on all sides. Once you emerge from it, you know, if there's any kind of encampment or something, you'll be able to see it. What so, there? continuing on? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yarfik, make sure you mark off the create food for today as well. Oh, today as well? Yeah. Okay. Good. So, you uh, continue on, uh, you know, forward, more of, of Ildov sort of being at the front, 
make it, uh, firming up the ground for you all. As you approach, uh, or rather, it takes the better part of a day for you to make it to the, the tree line itself. And as you approach cold and wet, you are halted in the road by two heavily armed individuals. Each wears heavy black plate with a large yellow insignia of a hammer striking an anvil oh, emblazoned the on their chests. One of them, a dark-skinned dwarven man, uh, approaches you all first. Oi! You'd best come back from where you came. At this moment, the city holds nothing but death. We, I pull out my patch with the red hand on it. Have you guys actually attached those to your clothing? I had. Okay. I guess I was figuring I was... Uh, hmm. Cassian has so many outfit changes. You only need one patch. It's not really... <laughs> I've made it into like a little decorative sash that I can just throw over. <laughs> Here he comes. Wait, you don't have one. I Mr. Have one. Prophesied. <laughs> Um, yeah, I whipped mine out. You should have gotten it from Olash. That's right, damn. So you uh, you two show your patches. Ildov, are you keeping yours on the DL? I also hand him my business card, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he looks at your business card and he goes, uh, he just sort of starts reading through it. Uh, expert tunneler, Esquire. While he's looking that over, I'm kind of like slinking to the back. <laughs> uh, Von Demos. Yes. Uh-oh. As in the, the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate. Maybe. Oh, yes. Yes. Let me just say right off the bat, though, we've heard there's some uh, pretty ugly rumors going on, uh, going around about us. We're heroes, to be clear, <laughs> of destiny. Oh, no. Heroes uh, of destiny. Of course. I, 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 I didn't mean to imply anything at all. Uh, okay. Please, come in. We, um, we, we've, we've got a pen set up where you can rest your mounts. Oh, great. Okay. Wonderful. Great. That is great. That's Thank great. You. What's, um, is that, where is that? relative to like the city and sort of just I don't know the outskirts of the city so he uh, he leads you on uh, sort of to the the tree line itself and uh, what you see in front of you is essentially a makeshift tent city set up right here on the the tree border there uh, most of the tents are in regimented rows and share the symbol of the tempered steel uh, though there are also some tents that have no markings and are set up a little more haphazardly. Uh, you see that there are many warriors, some of them sparring, some of them caring for their weapons, some tending to the wounded. Uh, you also see that there are scattered groups of common folk huddled around small cook fires. All of them look kind of dirty in some manner of shell-shocked, uh, and they're largely just tending to their families and children with like distant looks on their faces. Uh, do, uh, I'd call that a, what's your name, friend? The name's Raskin. Raskin Bravekeg. And you can see that on his face, uh, over his right eye, he has a tattoo of a bear's paw, which you know is the the symbol of the Brave Keg clan. How long have you been outside Boar? Many years. I joined up with the TS about, uh, oh, it was, uh, I think it was 1137. This morning? No, the year. The year. (laughs) I, I know. I was you. Being, trying to be funny. It's oh. not working. <laughs> I got it, Yoffrey. Dwarf humor's even lost on other dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's one clan to another. We have our own uh, uh, pun great. books. Well, it's nice to see a friendly face. Aye, it is. And he continues leading you through. Uh, every so often you hear, like, an errant cry. Like a like a, a baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I'm, listen. I'm, I'm looking to steal one, but every time I hear a baby cry, I am reminded of the magic that I could have right now. We see Eowyn just licking her lips absentmindedly. <laughs> <laughs> but then she looks at Eeldov and remembers what she'd have to pay for that. Yes. 
and uh, a few moments later, the guard leads you to a freestanding pen uh, that has a number of other horses in it. Uh, where you can leave your horses, uh, there's are hitching posts for you to tie them up. There's a trough so that they can drink. Beatrice, Claude. Well, yeah, you, you spank Beatrice and Claude. I say hello and I say go on in. Come on, yeah. go on in. Yeah. So you pat I them. I make sure Daybreak is comfortable, in. and I kind of like stroke his snout and kind of and give him a sugar cube and tell him what a handsome fellow he is. <laughs> He's going to be okay. You can feel him sort of lean into your hand. I don't communicate with the animals whatsoever because they serve as transportation. But Olash <laughs> wow. loved them. That's fine. What? Olash loved them. Yes, she did. Are you like also one of those people who, like, when you meet vegetarians, you just eat bacon really <laughs> loudly? <laughs> <in front of them? laughs> no, I don't. I don't make any effort. This <laughs> is so crunchy. Yeah. Uh, we also have um, two of the city gardener. We found them on the road, and they need some uh, medical care and probably rest. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we've got a um, we've got a medical tent that we can definitely get them to, but uh, if you don't mind, I'll need to to take you to Sir Therafid. Of course, uh, sure. He's the man we were in his uh, training area when we got the patches. Oh, the Sir yeah, Therafid yeah. was the signature on the initial letter to right, you. Right, oh, you read the letter. Very cool. Oh yes, oh yes, I did. Okay, Sir Therafid. Oh, very cool. <laughs> So, Sam, just to be clear, mm-hmm. is this camp in the outskirts or like... <laughs> you really want to see Utah, don't you? Um, well, I it's, just want it's, uh, it's definitely outside of the skirts. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, Cassian is going to keep a weather eye out for like, you know, using my sort of like urchin knowledge. I'm just going to be like looking for what look like gatherings of, you know, shady types and uh, just sort of to try and see if I can... Figure out where Utesh is at. Noted. Before you sort of depart to go to the command tent, Raskin sort of motions to another guard to come over, and he says, uh, "There are uh, two people in the back of the wagon here that need to be taken to the medical tent. If you could see to that, I've got to take these guys to the big man." And uh, so, the, you know, some people start bustling in the in the back of your wagon. They they help trace an Orin out and sort of. Uh, you know, shoulder each of them and take them over to the medical tents while Raskin begins to lead you uh, it's away. It's been a pleasure traveling with you, too. Uh, hopefully we'll see you again. Yeah. Cassian does speak um, Dwarvish, so I'm gonna, like, I'm just gonna sort of say a sort of traditional, respectful Dwarven farewell as we leave. Hasta luego. That, that, was, that was horrible. <laughs> you really need to work on your Dwarvish. I, it says right on my sheet that I speak Dwarvish. Just... <laughs> I know, but your, your accent is just, it's just so grating. Well, maybe the dwarf I learned it from was from, like, the south of the dwarf lands. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Them damn southern dwarves. Here's a Cajun dwarf. Would you know him? Yeah. Uh, his name was, uh, his name was uh, Lester, um, <laughs> his name was uh, <laughs> Lester Moonshine Hammer. <laughs> I feel like he might have been a half dwarf. <laughs> yeah, Lester Moonshine Moonshot hammer. <laughs> nice to meet y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's just me, Lester. That's my dad, Muradin. <laughs> Moonshot hammer. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. Yeah. you put the uh, emphasis on the right syllable yeah. there, folks. Uh, anyway, the uh, so Raskin <laughs> begins to lead you further south in this this uh, makeshift tent city. The command tent is on the outskirts of the encampment. Uh, and so it's, on, it's on the side of the city itself, uh, likely so that it's in full view of it. Uh, once you're here, you can sort of see the city better than you have been able to so far. And it's uh, it's a shadow of its former self. Oh, wow. um, columns of smoke rise and fill the air from all over, not just the Forge District. And the visible north gate is locked up tight with large bonfires burning outside it. 
Um, you would have loved Eowyn, this. this is actually your first visit to Bastafir. Yeah, it doesn't look as good as I've heard. Um, you would have loved the library. <laughs> many, many people refer to Bastafir as the uh, the jewel of the West, and that's not the vibe you're getting. Mm, it's a dusky jewel. The yeah. jewel of the West. You would have loved. Don't the- knock it till you see the casinos or the or the library. All right, well, I would love to go to the library. <laughs> I know you would. Um, so as you come closer to the command tent, you can hear the sounds of an argument. The sides of the tents are, are rolled up and tied, so at the moment it's more like a pavilion, which allows those inside to see out in all directions. There are several people inside of it, all gathered around a table and pointing at what is likely a map. That's um, my map. No, that's my map. I brought it. It's everyone's map. We're all using it. I brought the map. But it's all map. Two of them speak very I heatedly. I a little horsey. You can be the top. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, are we doing free parking today, or yeah. is it just not going to be a thing? Uh, one of them is in heavy black plate. He's holding a red-plumed helmet in the crook of his left arm. And he says, We should gather our forces and jam them straight down their throats. And an older man, bald, with an eye patch on his left eye, Snake and Fury. wearing the leather chosses that would go under plate armor, responds, We simply don't have the strength. We are waiting for reinforcements. Waiting, waiting, waiting. It's always waiting. Strike while the iron is hot for once. Uh, guys, I think we're the Hot iron can be forged and shaped, but you don't use a sword until it's cooled and ready. We simply aren't ready. Nicole will grant us what is needed. We're never at a loss for strength as long as we're in her favor. Don't deign to talk down to me about the favor of Nikal. Strength is not just of meat and muscle, it's also of mind, and to attack now would be folly. Now do us all a favor and go dunk your head in the horse trough. Perhaps that will put out the fire in between your ears. Leave now. Yes, sir. The heavy-plated man strides out of the tent in a huff. The bald man looks after him, and his eyes fall on you uh, as the guard leads you in. Welcome. <laughs> Raskin, uh, what have you brought me? Uh, Sir Therifid, uh this is the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate. I well, do you, a little you, bow and oh, you, You'd better just show him. I whip out the patch. As do I. He, um... I say, oh, um, and this. Cassian, put that thing away. Sir, right? Sir Therifid strides forward. Uh, when you show him these things, and he, he holds out his right hand for a handshake. Don't stab the hand, Cassian. No, no, I, I switch hands and I, I take his hand. His, and I, his. This guy seems like the kind of guy who like wants to like really pump your hand, so I, I make sure it's like firm. Uh, <laughs> so his grip is very firm, like a vice, and it's very cold, as if there is no blood in his arm. Yeah. Um, his skin has no give at all. It's very solid. And he uh, he looks like he's wearing like a, a very stark white glove. Hmm. And he gives you like a, a very good pump. You almost feel the the carpels <laughs> in your hand like compress. You know what would have oh. made that easier if you didn't have a ring finger? <laughs> Other hand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I walk up and I give him a dwarven like clap the, the, up over the... Uh... Uh, you give him a dwarven clap and similarly his forearm, <laughs> solid. Solid like marble. Oh man, the dwarven clap. That's I heard there's a penicillin. <laughs> it's really one of those super bugs you really can't get rid yeah. of. It kills antibiotics. <laughs> it seeks them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he uh, he sees this sort of like 
look just like this little uh, look of strain on on each of your faces after the handshake and he says uh, ah yes and he sort of like knocks on his arm and there's this like loud when he hello? when he does that <laughs> hello and he says uh yeah, uh, had a run-in with a Gorgon some years ago. Thought I'd lose the arm completely, but uh, they were able to enchant it so I can still use it. Solid marble. It's not quite the same, cool. but it's better than the alternative. I, I, whisper- I do miss swimming, though. I, I whisper Cassian. <laughs> I'm glad that Olash isn't here. She would definitely want that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I, 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 Sam, need to point this out. There, It must have autocorrected when I typed this because it says, run in with a moron some years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that Gordon was a moron. And I literally, as I was reading it, I almost said yeah. that, and that would not have made sense. Yeah. I think it would have made no, complete sense. Have just been like, oh, some moron. <laughs> <laughs> Turned your arm to stone. stone accidentally. Somebody who knew how to cast a spell, but not when to. You know, like um, casting a fifth level spell when you can't. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, say, go ahead. Well, that's that's very cool. I love a, I love it. You know, I'm a big fan of anyone who can combine practicality with style like that. So, you know, major props. Okay. Hello. <laughs> he nods his head at you very reverentially. Says, well, it, um, it seems you got my letter after all. I'm... Sorry I wasn't there to receive you at the time, though in retrospect it seems like not being in the city may have been a good thing. I just want to say, um, though I wasn't there to fulfill the test for the prophecy, I do consider myself a part of it. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel like Eowyn would have aced her test, like, just knowing her. Of course. We've had some changes in our uh, traveling companions, and one of the others that was prophesied is not with us today. Uh, Yes, I can see that. Um, I remember viewing you all in the arena, and uh, one of your number looks quite different. Oh, you were there personally. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. I've uh, been cleaning my own. Not you. Oh. Uh, uh, yes. Well, I am different. <laughs> it's yeah. a different person. Yeah. That's not Olash. That's Ildov. I. This is Valera. I, I, oh, I Valera. understand. You don't know and that. I will say only this: the prophecy spoke of four. I see four standing before me. Oh, great. I like the way you think. That's, again, very very practical. Now, uh, very before practical. we continue, I must be candid. The stories that we've heard, these things are inexcusable. But if you truly are the prophesied, then we can overlook them in return for your aid. We can say wholeheartedly we had nothing to do with them. We were traveling, yeah, to, go what get, we were traveling to get Ajia's tear the entire time. You you mean to say that someone is besmirching your name? You have Our PR department there. is well, really crap right now. We, we have one simpleton in a town on our side. Seth Jeff is not a simpleton. <laughs> well, you, he's not not simple. <laughs> he's not complicated. Yes, we we travel. Yes, we've go go guys. We've heard that someone is trying to to smear us. Yes, we literally traveled to crossroads to the mountain. And then came back. That's all we've done. Mm-hmm. Killed a giant. We did kill a giant. I hope with good reason. He was hurting. Oh yeah, yeah. Perhaps he had good it was reason. Tr- and, and trying to hurt us. Didn't you seem know, to that's be. Also he was also trying to hurt us at the same time. We were kind of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Ah, uh, well, I um, I shall have to think on that. But regardless, if you are here to help, your help is sorely needed. That's why we came. We've, we, we had left word yeah. here that something was about to happen. Uh, we have had basically no contact with anyone inside the city. We returned from our contract and, uh, well, it was, uh, the city was completely walled up, boarded up, no one in or out. We've sent scouts around to every one of the gates and they are all closed. We've 
lost a fair number of men trying to breach them. Uh, we brought two of the city guard back with us that were attached to trolls. They actually were taken out, but they're alive. They know what happened on that final day. Ah, that's a tactic we've seen them use. With the meat shielding? Yes, meat flagging. Meat flagging, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something, Sotherifid. Mm-hmm. Is he stroking a cat? <laughs> Do you, um... <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, this is Peggy. Peggy, stop walking on my keyboard, please. Um... <laughs> That's not what I say to Sir. Peggy, stop walking on my <laughs> keyboard, please. <laughs> there it goes. Understood. Yes, I get it. I say, um, this contract that you speak of, I, I can't help but think that the timing seems suspicious. I mean, who exactly hired you? To not be in, to not be in the city at the exact right time. Exactly. Mm, that does seem right. rather convenient. We were hired by a coalition of loggers to uh, to defend them against the attacks of the wood elves in the area. This wasn't the work of Gulric de Tuop? Not that I'm aware of, no. No, it was all quite above board, and there were quite a few elves uh, harrying those loggers. They were, hmm. they definitely needed help. Yes, loggers are already okay. hairy enough. Well, as we told, as we, as we told the, uh, the Temple of Vigia to warn people as we were leaving, this was all the work of Galric the Tuop. He brought this about. He was part of a cult that was a- acting in the city and bringing people in. Really? Yes. Do we know the same Galric de Tuop? Uh, you don't know the Galric we knew. The Galric that we found out. The Galric that we tried to stop. The Galric that I... Don't. <laughs> um, folks, you can't see the lip quiver that was going on right there, but it was impressive. Masterful. Masterful lip quiver. Thank you. I've been working on it. He was not as above board as everyone thought. He had cultivated a personality to get away with what he was doing in the sewers and bringing this up from below. Hmm. I mean, in some ways, it's sort of... A moot point. He's, um, Fred is just cradling a cat right now. Cradling <laughs> a cat, baby. He's in O.R.E. custody at the moment. He's like Marlon Brando during this whole thing. He's like, he found a cat somewhere. Just yeah. This is his, his Ernst Stavro Blofeld moment. The thing about Goric the Tuop is, is in custody. <laughs> yes, we brought him to the O.R.E. In, in Crossroads. Okay, well, if he's, uh, if he's in custody, it sounds like he's no longer a problem, and we have plenty of problems in front of us at this moment. Sure. So we are... What can you tell us about the situation in the city? They don't know. We don't know. We're you we're currently working on planning our next moves. Uh, we've, as I've said, we've sent parties around the perimeter of the city, tested their defenses at all the gates, and we've lost at each. They are well fortified and ruthless. What sort of beings are we fighting against? Uh, there are all number of purple-robed figures. It mm. seems like some sort of cult has taken control. Yeah. They have trolls in their employ, and possibly other things we don't know. Be careful of those purple figures. They have a giant like tail-like appendage as an eye on the end that shoots you with a weird ray. Yes, we've had reports. We currently have some 300 in our number, uh, plus the 25 mages that we had with us in the forest. Uh, it's just not enough for a full frontal assault. We've sent word to Queen Efain requesting the royal armor be roused and sent, but it will be days before they arrive, and if they're even on their way... I fear what's cooking behind those walls. They, we simply don't have enough information to plan an attack. But if we're also looking at the stories that came from it, if they come here, they're going to bring about the worst change. This is what they want. They want blood spilled here. We need to knock this out before it gets to that point. Yes, that's what I just said. Right, but you're saying the army's coming. That's bodies, that's fodder. Yes, well, but we um, don't currently have the forces to do anything about it. We are at a loss. We, um... You said you said you don't have the forces for a full frontal assault. 
We might, however, we might be able to get in contact with somebody who could get us past the perimeter, so to speak. Do you have enough forces for, say, a surgical strike at the at the command, uh, the enemy command? I, I mean, a, a targeted attack, something that we could most likely muster. Certainly, uh, what? Who is this person? We'd, we'd rather not go into that at this point. But we have our ways to do it. If we can scout that for you and get a place to, that we know to attack. It's someone named Peggy. <laughs> I appreciate your candor, but I will not put the lives of my men in the hands of some shadow figure. And put their lives in our Well, hands. this is the person, if it helps, who first alerted us to Gorik's um, nefarious deeds. It's thanks to her that we were able to... Um, or him, or whoever, <laughs> that we were able to, uh, you know... Um, and we know we... Uh, interfere as much as we have. Anyway. We also have someone that once inside the city can definitely help us find something. Do you know of Doug of outside the system? I am unfamiliar. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's our contact. If we can get Doug inside, Doug will definitely be able to show us the way. Yeah. But if he's outside... The system? The system, how is he going to... That's just the name of his band. <laughs> oh, he's a musician. He's a musician. Now yes. I really don't understand. <laughs> it's all right. You don't have to. Look, I, we... I am all for finding any way past those walls, but I would know who I'm throwing my lot in with. Understood. Maybe, why don't you um, give us, you know, a few hours to, to, to try and make contact and just get a sense of even, you know, what the situation is, how many people we could move through the passage at a time, where it might take us, all of that also sort of stuff. To speak to you. All right. Would that be acceptable? Yes. Uh, I we, we have no way to act outside of this regardless, so take your time, um, if you, I, I don't know what you may have brought with you, but we are running dangerously low on both food and fresh water. We were not prepared for an extended campout like this. If there's any help you can provide, our stores are at the northern edge of the camp. I can create food and okay. water for about 15 people. I can provide as much water as we need. That's not a problem. That, that would be incredibly useful. You have free run of the camp. Go where you will. Raskin, uh, get some tents together for them. He toddles off to go and set up tents for you. Get our own tents. Says that there's a. I don't know if you need any repairs done, if you require any more uh, gear or anything. Uh, our quartermaster is in the center of the camp. Uh, I will send word that you name? have. We've met the quartermaster. You've met a quartermaster. Oh, well, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember his name. His name is Kieran. Is it Kieran? No. Kieran, <laughs> Kieran is here, though. Uh, he's actually uh, manning the food stores. He's the one that helped us out oh. of the city, so we, we, we're very happy with him. Excellent. Uh, well, we'll see him when we go to uh, fill up their water supply. Yes, yes. yes. Well, let's go to the quartermaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we head that way. Yes. I'm very glad to see you all. You've, you've come far since the pit, and I, I want to assure you, it, it may not seem yeah, like four pit. could make much of you a difference there. in these circumstances, but... By the gods, you're the four we needed. Well, uh, let's hope so. We're only as good as people we're with, and we're here to help. We we certainly intend to uh, to do everything we can. I turn back and oh, are we still? I was heading to the quartermaster. It's, it's yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, we're with you. Don't worry. Okay, we're being polite. Yes, we're, sure. Okay. So then, you leave, and uh, who's going where? There's the quartermaster for gear and equipment, and then there's Kieran for the food stores and water. I don't need to go to the food stores or water. I don't have any of those to provide, so I'm I mean, going to I, the quartermaster. I need to go to both, just to check what they have, but I need uh, to create water and food for them. I'm going with Aon. Yeah, quartermaster first. Or, sorry, food stores first for me. So, okay, so so Yarfik and Cassian go to the food stores. Aon and Ildov go to the quartermaster. 
So Yarfik and Cassian will will resolve yours first, and uh, you you make it up to the food stores, and there is uh, there's essentially like a succession of wagons. It looks like what they're using for storage, and as you go up, you see uh, sitting at at a, a little like portable writing table uh, is that that grizzled old man with uh, who's missing a left leg, Kieran. Do you guys make any sort of like? You try to get his attention. Wait, Kieran! Hello, Kieran. What's up? Oh! Lovely to see you again. Uh, is that Yarvik? Cassian? Oh, it's, uh, it's good to see you again. I'm glad you're okay. We're glad you're okay, too. We're glad you got out of the city okay. Oh, absolutely. Um, what's, uh, what are you, what are you doing here? We're here to help. Uh, we were told that you guys are low on food and water stores, <sighs> and we're here to help out. Yes, dangerously so. We could use help on both. All right. Well, uh, where would you like me to put the food? He waves you over to one of the wagons. So, and he sort of looks at you, and he's like, "Um, I don't, I don't want to be rude, but uh, where, where, where is it?" That's very rude. Magic, my good friend. My patronage um, is you some your water? food and such as well. So, stand back, and I cast great food and forty-five pounds of food. So, uh, just sort of creates this big spread in the wagon, and he looks at, it, he's like <laughs> amazed. Um, oh, just picturing a giant 45 foot square cube of like tapioca yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big, it's it's a big block of spam yeah. <laughs> just like a huge block of bread yeah. it just falls yeah. out of the sky that's what you guys like right? it's a lot of carbs it's a lot of carbs <laughs> but he, uh, he says oh that will be uh, just so I'm clear this is magic after all are there limitations on this? should uh, I use this before I use like yeah. the salt pork? yes this, this is only good for 24 hours and then I'll have to restock it okay got it Got it. And I um I say, where's your water cisterns or whatever you're using? Uh, he, there are a number of uh, barrels set up on the ground next to the wagons, um, that you can okay. you can go and use the decanter to fill up. Yeah, I'm gonna do um, that. You do that, and he says, oh, thank you, thank you both so much. This is um, this is gonna be a real help. Are you gonna be able to to do this again tomorrow if we need? Easily, uh, <sighs> as long as I can get a long rest in, my patronage will help me. You, our army. you two may well, you two um, may have just saved us. Well, that's what we do. We're prophesized. I mean, it's also going to depend, though, right, Yorfik, on what what our plan ends up being vis-a-vis yes, going Yes, if I have to go city. into the city, I can't physically be here to do it again. But as long as we're planning at this point, I can come back in 24 hours and do it. And if we need more today, I yeah. probably could make a little more if we need. You know, that's, that's okay. what it is. Good good to know. Thank you both. Anytime. I'm glad to see you. I it's excellent to worried. see you. This whole thing has been terrible. We can only imagine. Did you actually see it go down? I didn't. Um... Every Imperamast I travel outside the city to a small grave of a close friend. And um, I, I... Understood. By the time that I returned and heard the alarm bells and all the noise, the city was already locked up tight. Your friend saved your life today, or that day. Yeah, I guess he did. I clap him on the shoulder. Don't do it too hard. So, we move to Eowyn and Ildov. You've made it to the Quartermaster's tent in the center. Um, inside is a, an elven woman. Um, she is the tent itself that she's in is filled with supplies, weaponry, ammunition. Um, she's going over everything. She's got her back to you. It looks like she's holding a large book, probably a ledger, sort of you know taking stock of everything. She's got shoulder length platinum blonde hair uh, that's pulled into a low ponytail. Mm. I say in Elvin, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> is that Southern Elvin. No. I say in Elvin. I say in Elvin. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, she spins around very quickly, the ponytail sort of like flying in an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that she has pale green eyes. They're very serious. Mm-hmm. And she looks at you and says, 
Excuse was me. Ah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my, my was ah was about 20 years too late uh, as far as pop culture greetings go. Do you have any babies? Yeah. Um, wait, what? I said excuse me. Oh, so you're excused. Uh, my name is Aaron. <laughs> this is... Um, Valera. My friend. And uh, we are here as prophesize to get some quarters. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, you're the one that they sent word about. Well, what is it that you need? We've got a little bit of everything. Okay, well... Uh, uh, we'll sure. take it all. All of it. What do you think would help a very adept magic user? Well, what is it that you need? We've got all manner of adventuring supplies and weaponry. Hmm. Um, well, I'm sure Cassian would love some sort of stabbing mechanism, and Yafik would like some sort of Hammer. Hammer or something. Something that can help him roll easier. Whereas I will take anything magical you have. Um. Uh, We're a bit low on magic items at the moment. We've got a few healing potions. Good day, then. Uh, A healing potion could be useful. Oh, right. Um, Yes, a healing potion. For those of us who get hit. Mm. Oh, right. I forget we do that sometimes. Uh, What are... Do you have any books or anything interesting to read or... I don't know. Uh, Book-wise, <laughs> you're looking at it. I've got this ledger that's got all of our stores in it. That's about mm. it. Ugh. This wasn't really a pleasure <laughs> trip. No, of course not. And, uh... <laughs> Are all elves just like this? <laughs> wow, Fred. Aaron especially so, but... Uh, high, so. high elves often high elves, are. Yes. No, we're definitely having a pleasant conversation right now. <laughs> yes. It, it sounds snooty to the uninformed. Okay, well, all right. Well, why don't you walk me through anything magical that a mage, that a wizard would use? As I said, we have no magical items. Ugh. We have supplies. We have a few potions of healing. Okay. I don't know if you need uh, ink or parchment. We've got plenty of that. Why don't we take that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, I like that. Yes. Uh, so a uh, one ounce bottle of ink is 10 gold pieces. Oh, with pain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, parchment is one silver piece per sheet. How much are the healing potions? Healing potions are 50 gold. We should go for the healing potions first. Are they what yeah. level? Oh, right. What level of healing potions are they? Standard. Standard. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We have a dwarf that can do that in his sleep. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but still. But still, uh, it might be useful. Um, okay, why don't we take one or something? You said you have yeah. two? I said we have several. I didn't give you a number. And she flips through the ledger a little bit and says, uh, so you see the, f- the finger tracing down. Uh, three. Mm. 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 Okay. several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, I'll make you a deal. 150 for three. That's that's the same. So you are smarter than you look. Uh, um, is that because I'm a half elf? Yes. <laughs> oh, God, the risk. I'm so glad I'm not there. That'd be terrible. I me would apart. Uh, take. Well, I don't know. I'm not in charge of buying. Sure, give us the three, and then we'll take. Uh, I'll take the ink and the parchment. And what do you have as do far as? Do uh, you have your own GP or using parchment? How many pieces of parchment do you need? Uh, it's one silver piece per. So one gold piece would get you ten pieces of parchment. Ten pieces. Uh, and then, uh, what sort of weaponry? Uh, we've got daggers and axes mm. and great swords and glaives and mauls and morning stars. Daggers and axes and great swords and glaives. I know you're not alliterating on purpose, but it's quite annoying. 
I would uh, wait for the other two to get here to see what sort of weaponry they would prefer. But for now, I suppose only the potions and the pentman parchment and parchment and parchment and whatever. Very well. It'd be 161 gold pieces. Here you are. <laughs> I can have your signature. Do you have any armor? Uh, we have suits of uh, uh, leather armor studded. We have. Uh, Heavy plate, chain shirts. Something we, light. We have we have uh, light studded armor, yes. Or would leather be better? Studded is, studded is leather. Studded is leather. Oh, studded. It's is leather with oh. studs in it. The next oh. step up is a chain shirt, basically. John, do you want to just deduct how that one sixty one from that's our what I'm doing, yeah. stone? How, how much would that be? A set of studded armor would be forty five gold. I want the total first before I take a look. What would that do for me? Because right now I am. Daggers. So studded leather armor makes your AC 12 plus your dexterity modifier. Be wary that oftentimes armor on casters can be restricting. Yeah. That's, I'm good for now, but thank you. Do warlocks get armor proficiency? I think most casters have to use like mage armor or something like that. Mm. So let's wait until Cassian and... What's the dwarf's name? Oh. Farf. Cassian and Farf make their way down. <laughs> Can I just say I kind of love the dynamic duo of Ildo? So, uh, so yeah, Cassian and Farf make their way down uh, after uh, depositing the uh, the food and water where it needed to go. You see that there, this this tent is full of all sorts of ammunition and basic weaponry and a lot of other like sundry style items, adventuring gear. If you needed more, like rope or a lamp, they're pretty well stocked. Um, do they have a bullseye lantern, Sam? Uh, they do have a bullseye lantern. I think that could be useful, right, guys? Is that like a flashlight? Um, it's essentially it's like or a hooded a... lantern that oh. you you can use as a flashlight. Okay. Yeah. It like it has a little opening so that it just sheds like a beam of light instead of. I'm trying to think if uh, if going up from scale mail would be a good idea for me, but I have to think about it. Because if I trade my scale mail in, what could I get for it? Uh, we've got half plate, breastplate, <laughs> right? Uh, splint mail, full you... sets of plate mail. Uh, how much would you give me for my scale mail? Uh, it's not in terrible condition. I could probably <laughs> part with about twenty-seven gold pieces. And if I put that toward like a uh, half plate, or half sorry, plate's a not cheap. Breastplate, sorry, breastplate's not cheap either. I know they're not cheap. But uh, breastplate will cost you about four hundred gold. Oh crap! Okay, maybe not. We'll see. You've time to think. Um, what about um, like alchemists' stuff, like uh, you know, uh, smoke sticks and things like that? Uh, you may want to speak to one of the mages. They would uh, they would traffic in those things more than I would. I see. What are we doing, wasting our time here? <laughs> Let's go talk to a mage. Um, where might we find such a person? I uh, I believe that they've set up a little enclave of their own over on the uh, eastern side of a the camp. A smoke cloud in the shape of Aowen is where Aowen <laughs> just went. <laughs> As Aowen goes rushing off, uh, the rest of you following after, uh, and that's where we'll pick up next time. Come along, Farf. Talking to the mages. Oh, um... Yeah, I also want to make sure I'm fully stocked well, in arrows. Nice yeah, yeah, that's that's easy enough to do. Mark off like five silver, and you'll you'll have a full quiver. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTcast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife 
at TeamPumaKnife.com. Winter gift-giving holidays are practically upon us, and all we want for Insert Holiday Here is you to review us on your favorite podcast consumption platform. It takes so little time, but it means so much to us. Plus, we'll read your review on the air, forever cementing you in the annals of history. If you want to get us an extra special gift, then head over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and support the show. It will definitely help us do those cool things that we can't wait to tell you about, but have to wait till next year to tell you about. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's new album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Tune in next time as the party explores the Tempered Steel camp and begins to plan their way into the city. We'll see you next year on Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.